Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's your message to platforms like Facebook? They're killing people. They're killing people. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. You know, you are why one of the reasons people can't stand the media. Sorry. (laughs) You're cracking me up. President Biden did accuse social media platforms of killing people. Do you think conservative media like Fox News are doing the same? Are they killing people too? To use my name in a derogatory way to prevent people from doing things, go figure that one out, Jim. I have no idea what that's all about. Yeah, whoever planned that maybe had too many viewers. Let me tell you one thing. Jim Acosta sucks. <laughs> it's not, I'm not saying that because he was an a-hole last year and a glory, power-hungry, fame-hungry shallow POS, which he is, that's fine, but he does not have any charisma. That guy is terrible at that show. He's terrible at that show. He tries to pull off like this very straight guy, smug, um, smug guy attitude thing, and it doesn't work. He's not, he's not a funny guy. Well, yeah, and this is by nature like a funny topic because we're talking about don't Fauci my Florida koozies. Right now? Right, but he's just, he's not who he thinks he is. And it's not, he's going to get whacked. He's, he's, that guy is... Well, I would assume that CNN as a whole is not going to last much longer. I mean, like, how can well, they? Does anybody watch them? But this, but the thing is, so so Acosta especially, he plays, um, you know, still very earnest, smart-ass, a little bit kind of thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Where he'll, he'll make fun of, like, his slot he'll he'll needle somebody but still have his uh very sharp suit wearing veneer about him but he's it's not uh likable enough it's not the spectrum of his personality is very small 
And it, there's there's probably a reason for that. Like, you have a guy like Rick Sanchez. Remember him years ago? Mm-hmm. His was very big. And, of right. course, he stepped on a rake every 10 minutes, which is what Don, like Don Lemon does. Don Lemon is Rick Sanchez. They're the same guy. They'll, they'll, uh, they'll believe that they've got a take. Or they'll have an epiphany, which is, of course, a fourth uh, graders level <laughs> epiphany. They'll think they're airing something out that's absolutely going to move mountains. But it's usually uh, something moronic. And so... So they do that. So they step on rakes, but the guy like um, Acosta just does not have it. Even that that last line there, this uh, you know, it looks like I had too much, too many beers because Florida is this pack is producing koozies that say "Don't Fauci Florida." He came up with a beer joke and mm-hmm. held it in his pocket until the end of the conversation when he could use it. And felt that that was really going to be a, uh, I mean, pure goal. That would really show them had too many beers. Man, he just sucks. I'm happy that he sucks. So he deserves it. The moment he said, uh, uh, thank you, Mr. President, I'm going to ask you a question. And if you wouldn't mind after I go picking on a woman to ask a question. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. It's yeah, the guy whole- who wrestled the microphone away from a White House intern who was, uh, you know, who was trying to get the mic back from him. What was his book called? Wasn't his book called something histrionic too? Oh, oh like, dram- absolutely dramatic. I forgot what his book was called. But absolutely, let me say Jim Acosta book. Yeah, his book I assume was called what he was. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean he the Dear Diary thing that everybody started putting Dear Diary in front of all his tweets. Oh yes, dude, that was <clears throat> very apt. For, oh, it's too good. Um, his book is the enemy of the people. A dangerous time to tell the truth in America. <laughs> of course it is. With did. a picture of Acosta daring to stand up to <laughs> Trump. My goodness. <laughs> it's very dangerous for him. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure at like Trump rallies weren't people taking pictures with him because he was like the celebrity enemy of Trump. Oh sure. So people thought it was like cool. It, nobody really wanted to kill him. Unlike our friends on the left who actually do want to get rid of anybody who tries to say something they don't like in America. The Biden administration actually is trying to stop people from speaking out against anything that they do. That's, you know, actually part of their strategy here. Unlike Trump, who just liked to talk a lot of talk about the press, but actually was in a symbiotic relationship with them. A dangerous time to tell the truth in America. Uh, What? What was dangerous? Well, there was a dictator, Tom. He was throwing journalists in prison. He Acosta, was- one of 80 other people, happy to th- throw mud at the, the president at that time. I don't know. Acosta, were you able to report on President Trump's two scoops of ice cream without retribution? I don't know. I don't know. Pretty dangerous and scary. Our press is so terrible. They're so terrible. They're just pathetic all around. Our listeners might someday get to hear a parody song about that. <coughs> My producer is slacking. Keep going. <laughs> no, you keep talking. That's all I have about that. Now, really? now you, you respond. What else do you have? <laughs> well, I was drinking that uh, seltzer there. <clears throat> what was coming to your mind? What if I suddenly got shot and you had to finish you think that's what I'd do if you got shot? Would be finish the show? You better be. As you bled out in the middle of the <coughs> studio? Yeah, believe me, just let me go. I want to, I'm fine with it. 
I'm I think nine one one might have questions with me no. if I was like, well, then I finished the podcast. I had to upload the video, social it, and then I called nine one one. Have them as guests. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, so that is Jim Acosta. He was talking to Fauci. So let's go through this whole thing. That's where you're supposed to take it, Alice. You could you could segue right into your. Okay. Well, sure. So. <clears throat> This was a story like a few days ago. All sorts ago. of piss and vinegar on the 1570 podcast yesterday. But well, ooh, yeah, I saved suddenly. my best stuff for the 1570 mm-hmm. project. Um, I'll tell you, Alice, that was a very good podcast. Thank you. I was, I was, it was real. You could tell you weren't faking it. You were, you were passionate, emotional, and you laid things out in a very orderly uh, way. It, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Did so. I spoil Jane Eyre for you? That's as close to reading Jane Eyre as I'll ever get. <laughs> ah, well, thank you. That's the 1570 Project. If you want to check that out, I talked all about free speech this week. Um, we'll go into more of that, too, because we're we're at a situation, we're at a point now, right now, where it really you, people need to start declaring themselves as to where they are on things. Right. Because we're going to have a problem. With if if this president is first of all to say Facebook is killing people is to say something more insane than any president has ever said. Mm-hmm. Any president ever has ever said, and to to have that happen, to have Biden say that, and the media, like I said, the guy said you can hear them afterwards saying, "I think he said uh, they're killing people, or we're killing people." I'm not sure. We'll find it. In the, we'll find out in the, in the mm-hmm. moment. They're like, really? He said, what? Huh? Did, what did you ask him about? That is amazing. Right. That is amazing to an, essentially accuse the, like you called it in the 1570 Project, accuse the new utility that is this the new manifestation, manifestation of the town square mm-hmm. to accuse this organization of killing people. They are killing people. He said it twice. Right. Is incredible. It is incredible you, to to have the... It's totally irresponsible. It's intimidation to have the president say that. It, it, by the way, how is that not uh, making life dangerous for Facebook employees? Uh, yeah, it's certainly worse than anything Donald Trump ever said about the press. Yes. I mean, he never said the press was literally killing people. No. This is incre- remarkable that this guy said that and that this what well, DC press is, they're too, they're not ready for prime time, most of them. And a lot of them are just too young to realize, to know, can you say, is that a thing that you can say? Oh, I don't know. I mean, he's nice. He talks to us about ice cream. Well, he talks but to us so- about his dogs. So he, it can't be bad when he says it. They're so used to now this type of hyperbole. I mean, I know Biden says this stuff isn't hyperbole, but it is hyperbole. And they're so, you know, just adjusted to constantly being in a state of panic over totally normal stuff now because of Trump that they're just used to pretending everything is like this. How many times over during the Trump presidency, especially in the first few years, did Trump kill millions of people? Net neutrality, it's going to kill millions of people. Millions of people are going to die because Trump had this policy. Millions of people are going to be killed by Trump's tax cut. Millions of people are going to be killed because Trump 
repealed mm-hmm. the tax mandate to buy Obamacare, right? Everybody was going to die. Every policy that Trump had was going to kill tens of thousands of people at least. So at that point, like they just now they're addicted to that level of fear mongering, you know, and they've coasted on the pandemic now for a while. Now, not as many people are scared of the pandemic anymore. So now we're in this like everybody's killing people thing. Right. So that's what we have just to circle back, if you will, to Fauci here and Acosta. This is what Fauci and Acosta were talking about. Is it this is dangerous. It's killing people. And Randy Weingarten tweeted about this too. Every so often, I'll like happen on this story and it just seems like kind of like this tiny thing that's funny to me. Like it was funny to me a few days ago and I tweeted about it that all these media organizations were hyperventilating that Ron DeSantis' election campaign was selling Don't Fauci My Florida Mm -hmm. merchandise, including, of course, a link to the merchandise and I was like do they work for him like what why are you doing why are you like running ads for him like this it makes no sense so I just thought it was kind of a funny one-off story I didn't even like think it was a big enough issue to bring to the show but they're still so upset about it that he's daring to sell funny merchandise that invokes the name of Saint Fauci because, I mean, like, of course, they're allowed to make Fauci pillows and Fauci socks and Fauci yes. prayer candles and every other Fauci thing. And that's, like, not insane behavior. But if he says something about Fauci that's, like, remotely negative or humorous, then that's, like, the end of the universe. So they're still doing it. Like I said, Randy Weingarten tweeted about it, that it's going to kill people that he's making koozies that say, don't Fauci my Florida. And it's gotten big enough now that CNN, the cable news network... That's supposed to be like the big, you know, this is an apple, right? Mm-hmm. Of we're very, we're truth tellers, we're straight news, we're very serious of cable news. They're interviewing Fauci about Ron DeSantis's campaign merchandise. And the White House says Florida is home to one out of every five new cases in the U.S. Uh, that, that is remarkable. Uh, it is unlikely, though, that the Republican governor there, Ron DeSantis, will institute masks uh, and social distancing again, uh, he's, he's very much gone in the other direction, as you know. Uh, in addition to that, I'm sure you're aware of this, Dr. Fauci, a pack uh, tied to Governor DeSantis is currently selling merchandise that says, don't Fauci my Florida. Uh, I hate to uh, ruin a perfectly fine Saturday no- afternoon for you, Dr. Fauci, but uh, what do you make of these beer koozies and that sort of thing that say, don't Fauci my Florida? You know, Jim, uh- this exchange that it's even happening <laughs> with one grown man, one 50-year-old grown man, supposedly professional reporter, talking to a 96-year-old, um, four-foot-tall uh, public... Ca- What's that noise else? <laughs> what? Pepper, are you drinking during the Sounds show? Sounds like you opened a can or something. Over there. That this is happening at all is incredible. These two supposedly professional... They're asking this question that CNN is going right to the... Right past... The quote public health part of this thing, right to the tabloidy. Yeah, isn't there a public health emergency right. happening right now? No, we're going to interview you about a Florida governor's campaign merch. Mean t shirts. <laughs> it almost doesn't even deserve a comment. It's just, you know, taking an individual who stands for public health, for truth, for doing the right things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. 
Maybe run this past your PR staff, uh, Mr. Ego. I stand for truth and doing the right thing. <laughs> I'm an impeccable person. I'm highly respected. She's no. I'm, this is not shocking, of course, that he's got this. Protect the safety and the health of the public, which I have done now for four decades. I run into a phone booth and switch out of my suit into my uh, Avengers outfit. And people dare to make fun of me with koozies and T-shirts. My goodness, this is for a man of my stature. This is a vicious, vicious attempt to. For a man of his what? Oh. <laughs> and to use my name in a derogatory way to prevent people from doing things. I'm here to be praised. My name yes. is not to be invoked lightly, I am everybody. not a punchline for <laughs> SNL. I am to be played by Brad Pitt on SNL, like he was, incredibly. Things that's for the benefit of their own health. Go figure that one out, Jim. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, glad you're uh, over it, Anthony. <laughs> Not even worth answering. Now, give me the next 25 minutes so I can go on a self-aggrandizing tirade against whoever dared do this against me. Why didn't he just add, now I'm going to find you? It's all about. That doesn't make yeah. any sense at all. Yeah, whoever planned that maybe had too many beers. So the oak tree at <laughs> CNN. Nice one, Jim. I mean, who made them the fun police, too? Yeah. Maybe they had too many beers themselves. Maybe that's right. why they think this is something to be joshing about with their friends. Yeah, well, that's what Acosta was doing. Hey, who made this koozie? Who? <laughs> who? Somebody in Florida did. Well, you know what? Everybody's dying in Florida. So you see? Nothing not to funny. joke about, my friends. Oh, it's totally- Not humorous. Nobody had better have a beer until this pandemic is done. Actually, CNN's really been leaning into that. They had a whole news story this oh, weekend uh- about how we can kiss our- COVID-free summer goodbye. Not just that, but like even Stelter has been total, total salt. He's been angry. He went on a tirade today about the about Branson and the other guy in space. Branson and, and uh, who are the people going in space? Bezos, Bezos going right. Space. And then maybe and Musk, Elon later. Obviously. And Stelter, why are they going in space? As an editor at Politico put it recently, have to wonder if in the future, billionaires taking vanity tours of space while the climate overheats will be one of those moments that climate. historians write about. There is quite a contrast in the news these days. Uh, the need to cover power and influence in this era of extreme wealth and inequality is only growing. I sometimes call this the billionaire's beat, and it's very visible right now with Branson halfway to the edge of space. Do you think um, Branson is thinking about those factors, thinking about extreme inequality? Is he thinking about those issues and how this looks, that a bunch of billionaires are trying to leave the planet when the globe is getting hotter and the, and the people are getting more... It's not lost on me that they're leaving the planet while the globe is getting hotter. Okay, psycho. Can you imagine okay, this fat but idiot they're not going to really, like... Flying around spaceships. Everybody, land your ships! Everybody okay. land your ships. We're ha- trying to have a crisis here at CNN. Don't you understand? People are dying in Florida and the climate. And Greta is on a boat. She's taking a boat to Washington, D.C. Things are so bad. Don't you understand? Stop having fun. Like, do you think he's aware of that or is this all good PR for him? Here's another headline for you. On Friday in Death Valley, California, it was 130 degrees, the highest temperature ever. Saturday, same thing. Today, it might, again, set a record for the highest temperature on the planet. Is it moral? Is it ethical to be launching <laughs> rockets and flying off to space and spending all this money and burning all this fuel? 
in an age of climate crisis. I'm checking. All right, guys, we're going to have a great show today. Get me the temperatures of every city and town in this country until we can find a consensus. And then find me people, stories of people doing fun stuff. We're going to contrast them. Okay? That's it. Cut, split, or go, whatever they say at the end of the, what do they say at the end of a, in the scrum in football? Hot? No, what do they say in the, go? No, what do they say? You guys know what I mean. What do they say? I don't know. So, but, you know, that, that's totally what to do. It's like, you're right. This lack of sense, sense of humor, it's, it's pathetic. And it makes them look terrible. And now, you know, we had, you know, three years ago, CNN went after some 20-year-old who made a meme of Trump punching the CNN logo. Mm-hmm. They went after the kid and found him, like extorted him. They said, like, if he stops making logos or whatever or, or gifts, that they'll leave him alone. It was like, what the freak is wrong with you? But there, I mean, you don't expect to be in a room with Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo and see those guys being any sort of fun, unless Don Lemon is wasted. Yeah, but, I mean, they're really, like, making it the brand now. Yes. And, like, this was this was the article that ran yesterday on CNN.com. Um, summer is only halfway done, but the carefree COVID season is over. Case numbers and hospitalizations are up. Vaccinations are down, and the U.S. government has labeled vaccine misinformation Mm-mm. a serious threat to public health. Vaccines can't vaccinations can't be down, but like people aren't getting unvaccinated. There's just fewer people now getting vaccinated. But whatever. Right. I, and this is part of this goes. This ties right in with the Facebook stuff. Ties right in with them wanting to say, "Hey, we're getting into this. We're really playing this game. We're we're getting into this." It, it, it's the uh, apocalyptic uh, news stuff, and we're all going to have a um, a simultaneous a meltdown, and you're to join us. And if you're not melting down with us, then you're problematic. No koozies for you. Yeah, don't be don't be flying spaceships and things. Focus on the terror that is the climate, that is the resurgence. Because Trump and his jerks who stormed the Capitol won't get vaccinated. This is what's happening now. Plus, there's white supremacy everywhere. Which is, there are a lot of things. But those are the same people, right? There's a lot of things to be extremely upset about, and you had better not be out there having fun this summer. We've already announced it. Your summer fun is over. You talked about this issue. really struck me. You said Delta variant is coming for our children. I know you're the mother of three as well. This This is Aaron Burnett talking to a doctor. A doctor. Uh, Dr. Catherine, Catherine O'Neill. The Delta variant's coming for our children, wrote the doctor. Mm-hmm. Girls and a boy under 12 also unvaccinated. And I know you've changed your behavior because of what you're seeing and your real concerns. Tell me. Right. So a month ago, we felt pretty good about our kids going to play with other people, going to camps. You know, we were having a great, good summer. But... As the surge begins and as you start to see that community activity and then suddenly it's like gasoline on a fire and everybody has COVID again, just like they did before. This is a doctor. Yeah, everybody has COVID. No. Are you supposed to be this imprecise or hyperbolic as a doctor? Suddenly everybody has COVID again. Everybody's got it. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's all over the place. So is this cut done? Or Almost. Is We're starting to dial back on the number of things we do. Definitely doing them outdoors again. And my son stayed masked in public places because because he needs to, because he's not vaccinated. And so following the rules we've been following. Teenage son. Teenage. Right. So this reminds me. By the way, me- so you're that teenage son. When mom says you better stay uh, masked everywhere you go, 
because you could die. He's not only hearing that from mommy, but Dr. Mommy. Right. Yeah, we, she we are knows minting what she's talking future about. psychos in this country. So, and this I, brings me to an anecdote that happened to me this weekend that I like wanted to bring up because this bothered me so much. Is I had a friend who texted me in panic saying that, you know, their kid does karate with this other family and the mom's a doctor and the doctor works at our local hospital here. And this woman who's a doctor was saying that they we should be like all be a mass again anytime because their hospital is just being overrun with cases of Delta variant that it's like back to the worst of the pandemic. Things are terrible. They're being flooded with people with Delta variant. It's awful, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So my friend texted me in a panic and is like, are we in the middle of a surge? Are we about to lock down again? Is this a thing? So I looked up the Massachusetts dashboard numbers. Okay. And I Googled first, we have 97 hospitals in Massachusetts, 97 separate hospitals in all the hospitals in Massachusetts, there are 107 people in the hospital with COVID right now. 107. And not all of them are severe. There's 34 in the ICU. So altogether, out of all the COVID cases in the hospital, there's like barely more than there are for the total number of hospitals in the state. So, I mean, there's probably some clusters, right? Like, but Unless they're all at this one hospital that happens to be down the street from us, it just seems absolutely not comporting with reality that this doctor is saying they're being overrun with Delta variant cases when there's 107 people in the entire state of 6 million people who are in the hospital with COVID right now. Like, And it bothered me because it's like this doctor is either just her brain is broken and she's completely delusional now. And one right. person came in with Delta variant and she's like spun it into something in her mind, which like, that's like the nicest possible interpretation I, I can put on it. Or she's just addicted to being important and full of fear porn. And she's just lying to, you know, cause a sensation at karate class among the parents and is just making things up. And it bothered me. I'm like thinking about this. I'm like, why would you as a yes. doctor, as a physician, Go around scaring other parents on purpose with information that's just not true. Are you psychotic? Like, that is bizarre behavior to me. Totally. And I, 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 I just, we're emotionally, psychologically a lot weaker than any of us thought. <laughs> really, really. I, yeah. just, I heard somebody today saying that he thought that we were more psychologically damaged. I forgot who it was. Um, as a result of 9-11 and that people, too many Americans were traumatized and never quite got over it. The the the, 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 the feeling of possible impending doom. I don't know if that's, there's something to it. I mean, I the- definitely think that 9-11 had a big psychological impact on a lot of people. I think that part of the difference is that, <clears throat> that um, you know, it was, it was George W. Bush who was president. So... There was there was pushback from the left on a lot of sort of the perceived solutions to 9-11. You know what I mean? Like the Patriot Act and the well, Department of Homeland Security and the TSA stuff and all these things. Like, And then the wars, obviously, in Afghanistan and Iraq. And like there was sort of not a consensus by that point that this was necessary. I mean, there was already from liberals like, 
right at the beginning on 9-11. Like, I mean, you had Deval Patrick saying this was a failure of un- human understanding right away. Well, right, right. He wasn't governor for, for years, but he said that uh, uh, during a, oh, okay. an anniversary. But but it, but so that wasn't right away but he said it so well, that was it, my it, it high was school teachers who were liberals in lexington massachusetts said it right away well so. <laughs> well no no doubt about that i understand that but remember also that bush at that time half the country felt that he was not the real president right and that he was uh selected not elected and they were damaged from that and then 9-11 mm-hmm. happens and they're forced to be all in mm-hmm even though they hadn't got, gotten over this first, uh, you know, traumatic event of the election, Bush stealing the election. So I think that after that, and then Bush winning, and it was a tough time to be a liberal. And then Bush winning again in 2004, unbelievably, it seemed at the time. Another time when everybody thought Kerry was going to win, it was in the bag for him. Uh, I think that there was a lot of pain and suffering. And of course, they were all about voting machines then. It was, it was right. voting machines, et cetera. But, uh, but, but so maybe there's something to that. But they're definitely this need now to have a, a pandemic again and need to say that the, the Delta variants coming for our children and and not and not. And this doctor was just crazy that I just played and the one you talked about, maybe. But 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 not couching as a doctor, as a clinician, right. not putting it in completely clinical terms, telling us what we're seeing, but simply trying to scare people with their choice of words. That is. That is malpractice, among other things. Right. And we have a lot of cases of Delta variant now, so we know a bit about it. And it does spread a lot more easily. It's much more transmissible. So that's part of what we're seeing right now. But uh, there is no evidence. And in fact, there's some evidence to the opposite point of view uh, that it's more virulent. So it's actually... And and this makes sense because viruses evolve over time to... uh, not kill people as much to be less deadly right. because obviously it's better if you're a virus and you're trying to survive if you don't kill everybody you come in contact with right yes. away yes. it's harder so, so, to spread then a, a variant by definition mm-hmm. is a a, a a how do how do i install the word lossiness uh a, is a diminished version of the right. virus right so and so they do tend the variants that you see crop up do tend to spread more easily because that's obviously the ones that win out genetically over time but but they also tend to be less deadly over time and so what we're seeing with the delta variant is it's either the same deadliness or maybe even slightly less deadly than regular good old covid that we've had all along uh, uh, and it just spreads a little more easily there's no evidence that it's worse for kids there's no evidence that not i mean like just the fear and panic porn over this stuff like you said it's like there are people now that have a psychological need yes. to now be in a pandemic yes and this of course is spiking in every state but a spike now is not what a spike used to be especially since there's 161 million americans who are fully vaccinated right and spike well first of all they'll tell you it's spiking because like 25 percent of the cases used to be delta variant and this week 50 percent of the cases are delta variant but they won't tell you there's like fewer cases but even in the places where the amount of cases actually is going up, we still know that the vaccine is 90 plus percent effective against any kind of severe illness, even from the Delta variant. Like we're seeing this in Israel, like half the people, because Israel is so vaccinated, like half the people that are getting the Delta variant are vaccinated, but they have a much, much lower chance of any severe illness or hospitalization or death. Like it's this it's not a thing. The vaccine still works against the Delta variant. There's still not really any need for a booster. Like this is 
I don't get why some people are so addicted to everything going wrong and falling apart. At some point, Alice, it clicked in the taking politics aside because that's part of it, no matter what. Mm -hmm. But at some point, it clicked in people's minds that this virus is something that necessarily needs to be totally eradicated, or else we're all we've all got a gun to our heads. And that's right. simply not true. This virus is going to be coming back every year. Right. Now it's just around, especially since there are people who aren't going to get vaccinated, which, like, that's fine. That's their choice. But they keep citing to us, like, 99-plus percent of the people that are in the hospital with COVID are unvaccinated. <laughs> so, And by the way, you, Alice and I, uh, but yeah, a bunch of people in the CDC aren't vaccinated. Right. Or a bunch of people... And to, to use just to point at Trump people and say, see, Trump people, Trump people, Trump people, Trump people, is beautiful. But also, I do think it's, it's I, I good to glean some humor from the fact that it's sitting at 49%. You know, Biden, mm-hmm. they so wish to just get to 50, you know? Yeah. But uh, it's sitting at 49%. At, at the end of the day here, at some point, I mean, I, I hate to sound cold, Alice, but at mm-hmm. some point, it, it's, it ain't my problem. Well, exactly. I uh, mean, it, like, you make the choice for your family. We make the choice for our family. And if you die of COVID, then, like, that was the decision you made and the risk you chose to take. I mean, like, I, I honestly think that at this point, a lot of the people who, for ideological reasons, don't want to be vaccinated right now have made the conscious decision that they would rather have COVID than the vaccine. Yes, I mean, like when I talk to people who are unvaccinated that feel that way, that they're definitely not going to be vaccinated. That's like what they say. They're like, I'd rather take my chances with COVID. I don't want the vaccine. Like, okay, so then if you get COVID, I don't like feel upset. Because that was the choice that you made, right? Like that was a conscious decision that people made. And I know the White House doesn't like that some people are allowed to choose not to be vaccinated, but that's just how it is. And like. We knew this was going to happen when everybody was having a hard time getting appointments still and it wasn't open to everyone and it was still like a big thing. I mean, that was just like two months ago. It's hard to remember now, but that was like, what was it, mid-April that it opened to everybody and then it took maybe another three, four weeks before it was really like there were walk-in appointments available to everyone, right? Like, Right. Well, so this was like recent, but we knew this was going to happen, that it was going to go from a ton of demand to like no demand because all the people, there was like a finite number of people that really want it and then we're done. Right. Well, exactly. But, and also, if healthcare officials were so, in politicians, all these politicians yelling mm-hmm. at us now, were so damn set on eradicating this public health crisis as the number one priority, then rolling out the vaccine with a measure of equity mm-hmm. puts a lie to that. Right. Does it not? Yeah, it just gives a an aura of unseriousness yes. to the whole exercise. Yes. You didn't want to stop the fire because you weren't putting out the fire where you could have immediately... You were looking for other fires so that things could be equitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, of course, the whole thing. And then in the summer, like, it was okay to have gatherings about Black Lives Matter because racism is actually a bigger public health threat than COVID. You can't go around saying that racism is a bigger public health threat than COVID and expect people to still take COVID seriously. Right. 
Because racism literally hurts almost nobody in the United right. States anymore because there's just not that much of it left. Yes, and that's and that's all these are all reasons why people have no faith in these public health people or politicians or any leaders and they shouldn't and like I got the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I got the vaccine. You skipped the line for being a fat. Right. I got the vaccine. I skipped the line because I was a uh, fat because of um because of um fat what is what are, fat phobia? Well, there's that, but but also you people make us eat stuff. Um, because I, you did it, you got you guys listening did it. To me. Yeah, it's so, impossible to lose weight, actually. Right. So here's the thing, but I would say that if if you if you asked me mm-hmm. the pluses of taking the uh, like my reasons for wanting to go get the vaccine, my reasons for would be I trust that that Moderna and Pfizer etc. want to make a good vaccine so they can make money and you know the guys in the lab mm-hmm. want to be the first and they want to whatever and it's. And they've got an incentive to do it, and I trust that, and mm-hmm. I and I trust that the, the people in the lab coats there want to have something that works. The reasons on the other side against me going into the vaccine that I weighed against those was Fauci, uh, Rochelle Walensky, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, everybody in this administration, all of the media, Charlie every, Baker, uh, Charlie Baker. <laughs> Every freaking jerk from Hollywood singing to me about how I needed to take the vaccine through a John Lennon song or whatever it was. And it, all the liars. I thought that, like, it would be fair for me to not want it just because of all these reasons here. Mm-hmm. You know? And I did anyway. Because I got, because my people get to go first because of, <laughs> because of reparations. Um, and, and because I trust the, the pharmaceuticals. But all those people who are yelling at us right now. Mm-hmm. Saying there's an up, there's flaring in, in Florida, et cetera. And people I talked to last year, I talked to people who ran hospitals last year who were telling me were absolutely just bleeping on Trump and his messaging. And, and yeah, let me just say right now, guys, um, um, hydroxychloroquine is not a thing. Okay. They were saying that last year. And I said, does that an EP? No, no, no. Um, and oh, there's psychos, but there's too many psychos everywhere. And these are all the people who would come to my door saying, "Hi, got a brand new making you know uh, package here for you." That it's like, nah, I don't trust it. Well, isn't it incredible? Because I was thinking about this. Like, can you imagine? They have a vaccine, right? That literally will save you from this deadly illness that was like released from this bioweapons lab in China, who we hate. Like everybody is mad at China. Like Trump called it on China, right? Like is that and- it, is that a, something problematic that needs to be flagged? By the way, from this administration that you said that, or is that now acceptable to say? Probably, I'm sure I'm flat. I'm on all the lists anyway. After the 1570 project this week, the FBI is uh, listening to all my shows, but um. I was thinking about that because I'm like, you have this life-saving, huge scientific advance vaccine, and you are so freaking untrustworthy and hateable that you still can't get people to take it. You're like offering them money to take the life-saving vaccine that will save them from the Chinese bioweapon, and like mm-hmm. they still don't want it because they just hate you so much. That's how bad right. you are. Like, And that's not any, they don't then do any self-reflection. No. That everybody literally thinks they're so disingenuous and liars and, like, right. not upfront about their motivations. Like, 
They don't stop and think like, hmm, what did we do for everyone to hate us so much right. that they won't even take could a vaccine been, that will have... save their own right. lives just to spite us because right. we suck like, that much? They're knocking like, on your door and saying, hey, white supremacists, take the vaccine. Okay? <laughs> I know you want Jim Crow back, but take the vaccine. Just do it, stupid. Take it, racist. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. Yeah, the va- the, the the messaging has been awful. How could you like those those guys? They're totally unlikable. People like Stelter saying, take the vaccine and I want to make sure that you're videoing it. Do a, ha- do a happy selfie and send it to me. Where's Tucker taking his vaccine? We haven't seen video of him getting the jab. Also, just don't say the jab because that's yeah. terrible. <laughs> and this is also, and so when Jen Psaki says, it, it says, we're going to, uh, you're going to flag problematic Facebook posts, et cetera, like that. You say, wait, you, you're going to do it. And then she says, and by the way, when you guys take down stuff, if, if Facebook takes something down, I want everybody to take it down. Providing uh, for for Facebook or other platforms to measure and publicly share the impact of misinformation on their platform uh, and the audience it's reaching. Uh, also with the public, with all of you, um, to create robust enforcement strategies that bridge their properties and provide transparency about rules. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. It's like, who the bleep are you to talk to us or anybody like that? If you're on our list, then not only should Facebook kick you off, but all the platforms should kick you off. Like, So a guy named Drew Holden has a great uh, thread on Twitter. He always has the receipts for all the... Yeah, he said, you should be terrified at the prospect of regulating misinformation. The last year or so has been a crash course in how bad the powers that can be determine what is or what isn't misinformation. Uh, he said the best place to start was, is with the origin of the most consequential event in our lifetimes, a COVID pandemic. You'll remember that the very thought that it could come from a local bio lab run by a secretive autocratic regime was dismissed, dismissed as a bigoted conspiracy theory. We had supposed, supposed misinformation around a viable treatment, too. The supposed war on misinformation led the world to write off hydroxychloroquine, a treatment we now know helps save lives. How many died as a result? Does he do masks in that thread? I think so. Now, it's important to remember that the left has their pet conspiracy theories that don't seem to to ever get flagged as misinformation somehow, like the idea that Donald Trump might have uh, been a Manchurian candidate installed by Putin. Speaking of Russia, who can forget the supposed Russian bounties conspiracy theory pushed by the entire corporate press and countless Democrats that recently fell to pieces? Yeah, I mean, Biden has cited that one. But yeah, I just think about like when you talk about hydroxychloroquine and lives being saved, like we knew somebody who was a manager at a company and one of the employees there was immune compromised and wrote to the manager, wrote to our friend, um, at the beginning of the pandemic in early March, everyone was still going into the office at that point and said, like, can we do masks in the office because I'm immune compromised and I don't want this virus? And HR basically, like, laughed it out of the room. They said, like, no, 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 the CDC says masks don't help. They're counterproductive. That's ridiculous. We're not doing masks in the office, blah, 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 blah. Like, how many people died because they wouldn't be honest about masks because they wanted to save them for healthcare workers. Really, because they put people's lives literally at risk over that. And I mean, I know masks don't do that much, but they're better than nothing. I mean, N95 masks do something, you know, and and that's pretty much all there was in early March, but it's just like it it 
the total arrogance of these people to decide that like what we say is true is true today, even if we were wrong yesterday about everything else. And everybody has to say the same thing is just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's like they can't even they can't even keep the same story for a few months in a row about what works and doesn't work and what's the thing to do and what's not the thing to do and whatever. And and then they expect Facebook to crack down on it. And I don't know. So they've been in this like war with Facebook right now because Facebook didn't take that kindly to them saying that they were killing people. And uh They've been pushing back and saying, like, essentially, we're not killing people. Plenty of people get good information on Facebook, too. Plenty of people visit the CDC stuff. Plenty of people have used our vaccine booking tool that we have on Facebook. All these things. and they You have the uh, avatar thing that said, I got the vaccine. Yep, they did that. Like, how... I mean, and, you know, like, I don't feel that bad for Facebook because maybe if you hadn't been so terrible to conservatives, then maybe the corporatist conservatives would, like, still defend you. But you have Jen Psaki in the briefing room saying she's working with you to ban people on lists. And, like, I don't think they can really expect the conservatives to stick up for them anymore. So now they're getting stabbed in the back by their new friends at the Biden administration. And, like, sorry, Facebook. Sucks to be you. But, uh... You know, a Facebook spokesman said in a statement, we will not be distracted by accusations which aren't supported by the facts, a Facebook spokesman said. The facts show that Facebook is helping save lives, period. Facebook called on the administration to stop finger pointing and details detailed its efforts to get people vaccinated and reduce misinformation. Guy Rosen, Facebook's president of integrity, said in a post, the Biden administration has chosen to blame a handful of American social media companies. The fact is that vaccine acceptance among Facebook users in the U.S. has increased. So, you know, they're not pleased, obviously. No, but because remember, on COVID misinformation, on COVID misinformation, what's your message to platforms like Facebook? They're killing people. I mean, they're really... Well, look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated, and that, and they're, and they're killing people. Unbleeping believable. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That you should happen right now. It's not going to happen because, because. Let me just say this: I believe that Congress was in was in its rights to impeach Trump for screwing with, um, with the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't believe that he should be convicted. But I believe if Congress feels that they've allocated money and they think that he's saying, wink, wink, we're going to take your money, et cetera, that that's their recourse. They want to try mm-hmm. to smack the president. That's the, that's that branch's recourse. That's fine. If the Republicans control Congress right now, I would say you impeach him right now. Right now. Right yeah. now. For trying to incite God knows what and labeling a, a company, mm-hmm. essentially a... a, a, a de facto utility killers they're killing people no way man i would be but republicans don't know how to make a a freaking anything outrage work unfortunately because they're they're just impotent but this is this is a not something you do this is a private company Mm mm-hmm Manned by private individuals. I didn't like when Trump was telling the carrier to not move. That's tampering, you know? Yeah. He didn't call them killers. Yeah. No, I mean, this is, that's really, 
extreme language. To say that a private U.S. company is killing people by their actions or lack of actions or whatever. I don't know. One of the Facebook statements I read, I can't find it now again, but they even said, like, basically, sorry you missed your 70% of adults vaccinated by July 4th goal, but it's not our fault. Don't blame us. Like, I mean, it goes back to the thing. Like, they're unconvincing. They're not doing themselves any favors in terms of getting people vaccinated. They could be if Biden actually wanted to unite the country and be the uniting figure that he got himself elected promising to be. I mean, like, I didn't personally believe it, but I know people who did believe that he was going to, like, be a president for all Americans, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Like, if he wanted to, he could be a uniting figure and do that. But what they're doing right now is the opposite of that. And yet they somehow expect people to believe them and go get vaccinated. And then this is just like, I mean, Facebook just reflects people's actual opinions because it's just people that are on Facebook that are posting stuff and sharing stuff and talking about stuff, right? So it's not Facebook's fault that people have those opinions. I mean, believe me, they try to suppress them already, even without your help. And now with the government's help, they're trying to do it even more. They're doing their best to try and suppress the opinions. But like Facebook, to an extent, can only go so far because they have to reflect the opinions of their user base. You know, like, at some point, people realize that their views aren't being reflected and, like, a lot of people actually feel the same as them. This is like the Cuban government trying to cut off the Internet and, you know, we have the U.S. government, Ron DeSantis, demanding that the U.S. go in and, like, make a new internet for them so that they can, like, have internet in Cuba again. Like, you can only cut people off so much before they start to notice that they're, like, not getting the information that they want to get. You can't um, cut people off like this. It's You can't suppress speech that you don't like by, you know, forcing Facebook to shut it down. Like, you can temporarily... Right. But one of the reasons why, remember, that we couldn't call it the Wuhan virus or the China virus or anything like that, Mm -hmm. and we couldn't blame it on a Chinese lab, was because Trump was uh, stoking Asian violence against Asians. Right. Right. And that was regardless, you know, because you weren't allowed to say whatever or infer. In other words, and then, and then all the Democratic leaders said, go to Chinatown, go get together in theaters, go do whatever. Oh, yeah. Because Trump, 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 Trump. Now, I believe, and as a matter of fact, there was a horrific a, a hate crime over the weekend in New York. But I believe that the number one group being hate crimed for at least almost the last decade, as a matter of fact, maybe even more, longer, are who? Jewish people? Right. Yeah, I would say for several thousand years, the number one right. group being but, hate But right now, in this Jewish time people. now, when we have to be totally sensitive because mm-hmm. people get targeted and still are being targeted, um, little Mark Zuckerberg had a Star Wars-themed bar mitzvah, uh, you know, when he was 13 years old. And um, to call him now the leader of an organization that's killing Americans... I would think, since so many Jewish people are being targeted, just playing by the left's rules, I would think that that would be somewhere you're not allowed to tread. Yeah, I would say that uh, saying that certain groups control the information that you're allowed to see and they're misleading you with uh, a big lie, so to speak, uh, could right. be considered an anti-Semitic trope in some circles right. if some people did it. Right, and then, but they take a break to go try to work out a loving peace deal with uh, the Iranians. 
as they're doing it. <sighs> that's what I would say, That's Allie what B. I would say, too. Check We're out gonna... Alice's um, really good 1570 project. Um, that was really... Sp- Wait a second. You glommed onto my podcast. How come I'm not on yours? I've just... I haven't invited you on mine yet. Alice, the, um, I, I am imposing a martial law. <laughs> I'm coming on that podcast. I haven't invited you to the 1570 Project. It's, we'll see how... That's my podcast, we'll as our son would say. We'll see how things go. And, uh, we will join our Patreon viewers over on the other side on Patreon. But for now, um, you can find us on Twitter at BurnBarrelPod, Facebook.com slash BurnBarrelPodcast, uh, BurnBarrelPodcast at gmail.com, BurnBarrelPodcast.com. We're also on YouTube, Tom Shaddock's Burn Barrel over there on YouTube. You can find us there. Leave comments. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts if you use that. Thank you so much, everybody. Get ready for another great week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.